Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And on our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text line from D1 Baseball, Joe Healy. Joe, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Yeah, happy to do it. Thanks for having me. Joe, uh, LSU, as advertised, uh, uh, I talked to a friend of mine who covers the Arkansas baseball team, and he said, man, afterwards, in talking to the players after the uh, uh, doubleheader sweep, he said it was almost shock. They they couldn't believe that LSU had hit the ball that well against them. He said, uh, you know, it's very rare that you see that in the locker room for Arkansas has been a tremendous program uh, baseball wise but he said those guys were somewhat in awe of what they saw Saturday afternoon and Saturday night yeah I'm not I'm not on one hand I'm not surprised to hear it just because LSU has been that good on the other hand you you bring up a good point that's an Arkansas program a lot of guys in that locker room have been to Omaha have seen the best teams in college baseball the last three or four years and and yet this one seemed like a cut above and there are two things that stand out to me about this LSU team so far. One is that it speaks to how good Dylan Cruz has been this season, that you look at Tommy White's stat line and you're like, ah, okay, he's, he's all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because yeah. Dylan Cruz is such a far and away having such a better season. And I've, I've said this on a couple of other radio programs in the South that LSU fans should really kind of stop and appreciate what Dylan Cruz is doing because he's on pace to have one of the best individual seasons for any batter in SEC history. Um, the, the batting record is 525. He's hitting 531, you know, um, so that stuff's all in play. And on the other side of it, you know, Paul Skeens is probably the best college pitcher. I, you know, Jim Schlossnagel, the Texas A&M head coach, said he's the best thing he's seen in college baseball since Steven Strasburg. And that's, that's pretty high praise. So LSU's got a couple of, a couple of good ones right now that, that they should, the fans should really stop and appreciate for the time being. Joe, maybe the first two picks in the draft. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, <laughs> that is absolutely on the table. 100%. And, you know, uh, Joe, LSU winning national championships, but like you said, uh, looking at two individual players in Cruz and uh, Skeens uh, that could be the best ever uh, to come LSU's way. And, you know, I'm looking at Dylan Cruz, like you said, 22-game uh, hitting streak, and uh, none surprise you anymore. You talk about the 531 batting average, 658 on base percentage for the season, number one nationally. Uh, so you count on him getting on base. Slugging percentage is 988 as number two in the nation. Uh, number one in the SEC. We always view the SEC as the best in base hits and runs scored. So, uh, I mean, uh, where's the limit for Dylan Cruz? Do you think when the season's all said and done, 
that he still could be batting over 500? I'm like, what? <laughs> that, yeah, that'd I mean, be crazy. <laughs> yeah, if, I mean, if you force me to, to place a bet on it, and, I, and I'm not a betting man, but if you force me to, <laughs> I would I would say he probably doesn't hit 500 because the pitching in the SEC is so good. I mean, it's on a different level. So the 525 record is Dave Magadan, who played at Alabama back in the 80s. And the level of SEC pitching today versus 40 years ago is just on a different level. College pitchers today are so much more advanced than they were at that time. So I have a hard time believing he's going to hit over 500, but you know what? Like, again, going back to the betting metaphor, like you try to bet against Dylan Cruz, you're probably going to go broke. I mean, he's just impressed from the minute he stepped on campus for three years. Now we've been gawking at what he's been doing. So I don't know that, you know, I don't know that I want to bet him against him again. And the thing that gets forgotten about him, right guys, is that he's an incredible hitter. The numbers are, are what they are, but he's also a center fielder with a good arm who can run. I mean, he's, you know, maybe he's not like a true five tool Mike Trout type guy, but he's got four of the tools probably. I mean, he's just, he's not just a hitter, although the hitting is the, the, the big thing. Now, uh, Joe, LSU playing Grambling tonight, but uh, boy, it just seems like it's like playoff baseball to start the SEC. Uh, look, A&M, a ranked team, you look at Arkansas, they take care of business. Uh, but I want your opinion, and uh, what do you think, like, where Tennessee's at? Uh, the three-game series starts Thursday through Saturday. Now, I don't know, but what, what, what different rankings, you look where they're at. I've seen they've been as high as number nine, uh, maybe as uh, low as number 16. And then they're three and three in the SEC, 19 and six overall. But what happened when they were swept by Missouri in that first week and then I watched, uh, I watched almost a complete game when they played A&M, but then they won all three against uh, Texas A&M. So where is Tennessee exactly at and the challenges uh, uh, with them coming up uh, to play LSU? Yeah, big series this weekend, no, no doubt about that. I mean, Tennessee's felt a little bit uneven to start the year, and I think one of the things that stands out to me is last year came so easy to Tennessee, and they had a lot of turnover on the roster, and the players they have now are – just as talented, maybe more talented on, on paper, but it's a different team every year. And you have to kind of re-earn the right to win games like that. And I think there's been a little bit of growing pain of, Hey, wait a minute, this isn't as easy as it we made it look last year. And so I think they're kind of just getting their feet under them, at, at who they are as a team. They lost a lot of leaders at the end of last year. They had some fifth and sixth year guys in that roster last year. And losing those guys, I think has been big in terms of just the makeup of the team, but it does feel like they took a big step forward with what they did last weekend against Texas A&M. And I'm not making excuses for them, but they, when they got swept by Missouri, the temperature was in the low 30s outside. Oh, okay. and, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, Knoxville is not a tropical paradise necessarily, <laughs> yeah. but Columbia, Missouri, that, that stadium, I've been there for a few games. It's, it's windy, it's cold. Even when it's warm outside, it feels colder in there. The, the, the matchup that I'm interested in for this weekend series is Tennessee came into the season with on paper the best rotation in college baseball. And so far this season, they've been, I would say, pretty good. They've not been excellent like they were last year. And as, as, as you all know, with LSU's offense, if you're not totally on top of your game, you're going to get run off the field. And so that's going to be an interesting matchup because Tennessee's arms do have the talent to at least slow down this LSU offense. But if they don't step their game up from where they've been the last couple of weeks, there's a chance that LSU really kind of runs away with this series. Now, uh, Joe, you're talking about uh, challenges, uh, and, and obviously I know uh, the volunteers are, are aware of this. And, uh, you know, I, I think we had talked to Coach uh, and Axel about left versus left-handed pitching. The question I have, 
that you, you look at, um, look, against the Razorbacks on that Friday night, Paul's Keene is outstanding. But the Tigers batted uh, 222 against uh, the Razorbacks, two lefties on Friday. And that entered the game uh, with a lineup that collectively had batted 301 against lefty, lefties. And so far this season, the team batting average against right-handed pitches is almost like 400, I don't know, 370 uh, plus, somewhere around there. So do you think, does Tennessee have a left-hander that maybe, like Arkansas did, maybe could hinder them, uh, uh, you know, complicate things? Yeah, and it's an interesting thing because I think that's one of the things where, you know, you just don't see that many lefties or, you know, in any given weekend. So I feel like teams oftentimes hit lefties better in April and May. Now I don't have the data to back this up. This is just Joe's feeling. Sometimes it feels like you hit lefties better in April and May because you've gotten those reps, whereas you see righties all the time, right? The good news right. for LSU from that standpoint is that the, at least the three starters they're going to see, uh, Dolander, Burns, and Beam, all right-handed. And all, uh, okay. frankly, I think they, they all have similar repertoires in terms of it's, it's, they're going to be throwing hard, they've got hard breaking balls, all of that stuff. So if LSU is kind of locked in to hit that kind of pitcher, they're in, they're in a good place there. Now, they do have some left-handed bullpen arms, so that's a thing, but their best bullpen arms are also right-handed. So they're going to see a lot of right-handers in this series. And if, if, if LSU, if, if the nitpick we can do with LSU is that maybe they don't hit lefties as well, Tennessee is not that bad of a matchup for that reason. Joe, you know, it's a quirky part of the schedule, but LSU does not play Vanderbilt or Florida in the regular season. Now, you may play them down the road, but because of the rotation, they don't play them in the regular season. Yeah, now, and, I, mean, I think that's good well, uh, for Vandy and, and for Florida, too, but they don't have to play Vandy or Florida in the regular season. Yeah, and, and as fans, not getting to see LSU Florida in particular this yeah. season, I think, is, is a bummer because Florida is the team that coming into the season, we had them ranked high at D1 Baseball. They were a top-10 team, but I didn't necessarily see Florida as being on the same type of level of contender as LSU or as Tennessee or even Arkansas. But they have really opened my eyes to, hey, actually, this team is as good as those teams, or at least on their tier. And I said the other day that, you know, I think I like LSU's team better than I like Florida's, but that might be the end of the list in terms of teams that I like better than Florida right now. Florida's got an outstanding rotation. They've got a deep lineup that's been even better than, than I expected it would be. They field the ball at a really high clip. They've got a good roster mix of young guys, good athletes, solid college players who are veterans who have been there a long time. It just feels like a program that or a team that's really kind of peaked right now. And Florida's been a little bit, they've lost home regionals the last two years. So it's also a motivated program that kind of wants to get back to being an Omaha program. They haven't been there in, in several years. So I'm, I'm bummed that we're not going to get to see Florida LSU. Although, you know, I kind of get the feeling that if they're on opposite ends of the bracket, we might see that as a championship game in Hoover here. I believe you're right about that. Now, Joe, uh, we're speaking with Joe Healy, uh, D1 uh, baseball writer. Uh, Now, Joe, I have a question for you uh, because you know how competitive the SEC is. Is that, let's say, like against Tennessee, you win two out of three, and you're continuously winning two out of three. So you're winning the series. Now, you're not necessarily sweeping an opponent, is LSU, by doing that, considering that you're in the SEC, can they stay number one? How does, like, a D1 baseball view that? It's like, well, they didn't sweep Tennessee, but they still won two out of three, and that continues considering when you look at what uh, uh, it seems like seven out of 14 teams are, like, in the top 15 in the nation. So, right. if, yeah. so if you win, like, two out of three, does that come into play that you still could be number one? Oh, absolutely. So if you think of it, it – a little bit differently than, say, football, 
Whereas it's automatic in football, right? You lose a game, you fall. Right, right. In, in baseball, the series is kind of the game. So if you win two out of three, except in very rare cases, as long as you win your weekend series, we're going to keep you where you're at. Again, there are some, especially if you're number one, there are some instances where that isn't quite true, but 99% of the time, you win your series, you take care of business, we're going we're gonna to keep you where you're at. Because random losses just happen, right? I mean, LSU will drop a game on a Tuesday to, yeah, mid- you know, yeah. southeastern Louisiana or yeah. McNeese or, you know, like that just happens. So losses are going to happen. But if you take care of business on the weekends, if you're the number one team in the country, we're going we're gonna to keep you right there, especially in the SEC where there are just no weeks off. Now, 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 Joe, before we let you go, uh, uh, this is a major league, uh, you know, the World Series and all, uh, I guess, what they call the World Classic? Uh, when Japan World Baseball and, Classic. Yeah. World Baseball Classic. What about Otani? Okay, all the baseball you've witnessed, I uh, heard maybe he was described like uh, Mickey Mano and Bob Gibson into one person. Now, yeah. uh, you know, is, is that a fair assessment? Well, what is your assessment? Because you on top of this. I mean, to, to me, uh, definitely it's not outrageous that he's going to be making over half a billion dollar type contract. <laughs> and, he, and he might be underpaid. Yes, right. right. Um, Correct. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've never seen anything like it. Remember how, you know, growing up, you, you'd hear stories from, you know, from, from your parents and, yeah. and your older relatives. And they'd say, oh, Babe Ruth, the thing about him was right. before he was the best hitter in the, in the, in the, in the league, he was the best pitcher in the league. Yeah. And it was like he gave up pitching to be a hitter. Well, we've got that right now. And, and I feel like we kind of don't totally appreciate that he's probably, in terms of his entire skill set, probably the best baseball player any of us have ever laid eyes on. Just when you consider that yep. you put you put any position, pick whatever position player you want. If you threw him on the mound for an inning, most of the time he's going to get lit up. And the opposite is true. You put most pitchers in the batter's box. There are some good hitting pitchers. But you put any pitcher in the batter's box and make him play an entire season, they're going to hit under 200. But this guy is, at the same time, perhaps the best pitcher in the game and the best batter in the game. And, oh, by the way, to take it back to college baseball, Florida's got a guy, Jack Caglione, who has been compared to him. You know, college baseball two-way players are not uncommon, but players as talented as he is in college baseball are somewhat uncommon. He's, well, that's why Paul Skeens was to bat, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't, like, that's the thing. I think Jay Johnson, all things considered, would love to let him take some at-bats. They just yeah. don't have room for him. That's, I mean, that's, the that's true. <laughs> Joe, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always appreciate your time. Great insights. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, all right. That was Joe Healy college baseball writer for D1 Baseball and also SEC Extra on D1Baseball.com. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 and Ali Cosell covering the Pelicans right after this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.